Welcome to the Food, Peace, Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Ag Quality Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize that there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now let's get this party started. All right. So we are excited to chat with you a little bit more today about anxiety. And uh, we're just going to share a little bit more about what our personal experience has been with anxiety and talk about like how it has um, gone from being anxious about food to how that has translated into other areas of our life and then some different strategies that we actually use to work on managing our anxiety. I'm really excited to talk about this today because this was like a huge aha moment for me when I was a few, maybe like more than a year recovered from like all of my eating issues. And I really kind of had this aha moment of, oh, like I have really bad anxiety and I used to control it by obsessing over what I eat. Yeah. And I think if I was going to talk about like when I recognized like I had anxiety, it was after college. Um, and it was after college before I started really getting obsessed with food. Um, and I remember identifying it and realizing what it actually was and then having this like realization of like, oh, wow, this has like been an issue for a really long time. <laughs> wow. and, I, and I can laugh about it now, but, mm-hmm. you know, at the time it was, it was rough. And um, so I think that recognizing it and then learning one, like how to manage it in a healthy way can be really critical because I think the biggest thing about anxiety is like with our culture and how we live in a society that is very like, go, 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 like do all the things, like you must do everything. You know, if you're not doing all of the things, then what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And the expectations around like, our culture, like just increase anxiety and cause anxiety. And I think that is part of the reason why anxiety is so prevalent in our society today. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I think, you know, a lot of times the women I'm working with, we're runners, we're really type A, we're really perfectionistic, we're really ambitious and driven, and we never ask for help. We do everything for everyone. We put ourselves last and we never ask for help. And, you know, that's like a recipe for even if you're not an anxious person, you're going to feel pretty freaking stressed out. Yeah, absolutely. And when, and I feel like anxiety is like this way of your body trying to tell you that like it needs something. And for me, what I've recognized in recent years, and me, honestly, I, if I'm going to be really honest, I think years is exaggerating. I think it's in the last few months, um, is that when I feel more anxious is when my body actually needs more rest. Mm, I feel the same exact way. 
100%. And the hardest thing about rest is our culture has taught us not to rest. You know, like our culture has this mentality of like, you need to work hard and that productivity is doing things and getting things done and making money and all of the things. When in reality, like sometimes the most productive thing that you can do, and especially for your anxiety, is to just rest and take a break. And I feel like I can even, as you're saying this, I can hear like, you know, right? I I think it's so interesting, right? Because I'm not far enough along in my anxiety journey to like not have like a reaction to things um, from an anxious perspective. And what I mean by that is when Susan says – you need to rest because you're anxious, I can kind of hear myself rolling my eyes and being like, oh, that's my excuse. Like I'm too anxious to get work done today. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, mm-hmm. yes, that's perfect excuse, Serena. That that That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with like admitting that like, okay, my body's super anxious and and maybe it's coming from, you know, maybe you have a lot of different moving factors and different things happening in your life. And so that is creating some anxiety. But what's happening with anxiety is it's a lot of mental work. And so when you're constantly in anxiety, it's putting you into fight or flight mode. And that is a lot of work for your body. And so it when you're resting, it's helping your body recover from that. And that's why I say that sometimes that is like the most productive thing that you can do because you're actually allowing your body to rest from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in my program, I'm I'm always thinking about the nervous system, which is like essentially what we're talking about here. And, you know, for for runners who are running and working out, you're putting that stress in your body when you're working out. Like you're you're putting your nervous system into that stress state, which is like the sympathetic state. And that's also what you're doing when you're anxious or worrying, right? So if you're on a fertility journey and you're sitting there, you know, worrying about your next pregnancy test or what have not, like you're putting yourself into that sympathetic state. And then there's plus, you know, add on anything else that's stressing you out. Like if you're somebody who's dieting and you're worrying about, you're going to run out of fat macros for the day. Like that's putting you into that sympathetic state. And and what this is doing is it literally is affecting you physiologically. Like you're creating more stress hormone, cortisol. You are like putting, you're putting work onto your adrenals. Like you are actually affecting your ability to, you know, regulate your reproductive hormones and you're putting, um, you know, you're compromising your immune system. Like stress has like real actual detrimental detrimental physiological effects. It's, um, you know, hindering our ability to recover from hard workouts. And so when we hear something like stress or rest is productive, we have to remember it's productive because you're literally downgrading all of those negative um, pathways that are activated when you're living in that stress response. When you're living in that stress response, you're impacting your fertility. You're impacting your um, ability to recover from workouts. You're impacting your ability to, you know, manage cortisol in your body, and that is detrimental to the system. So that resting, like that's why that resting is so productive. And I had to actually like, I had to actually like deep dive and believe in that before I could create that permission for myself. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. And I think for me, what I did to I, I one, I was like, okay, 
like this is I can see where this is true. And then I tried it out. I tried like I was like, okay, I just need to rest. In fact, my life coach told me this. Um, and she was like, you just need to rest. You're burnt out. And so I was like, like when she like said that to me, it was like this light bulb went on inside of my head where I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And I was like, okay, like I have to embrace this. And so that's what I did. And I, I've literally, and rest can mean so many things, you guys. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just mean laying on the couch and watching Netflix. It does mean that sometimes, but it can also mean going for walks. It can also mean going hiking. It can mean going to do something with your friends. Like it can mean a lot of things. So it's not just laying on the couch. Um, But when you do those things and you allow your body to come down off of that fight or flight where your cortisol is just like rocking all of the time and your body actually recovers from that, like that's actually like really, really good for your body. And specifically for those of you trying to conceive, it's really good for your fertility because when you're running in fight or flight all the time because you are anxious about trying to get pregnant or fertility treatments or finding the right diet and taking the right supplements and making sure you don't mess anything up because you're trying to be perfect, like that is just increasing the stress in your body and it's putting you into fight or flight and it's increasing your cortisol. And when your cortisol is high, it impacts your reproductive hormones because it takes the energy away and the production away of those reproductive hormones and in turn impacts your fertility. So when we say like resting and taking it down a notch, like could be the best thing for you. Like that's truly what it is. And now I want to clarify, I'm not saying relax and you're going to get pregnant. That is not what I'm saying at all because I can hear all of the fertility people in right now just yelling at me. And like that's not what I'm saying. But I also want you to challenge that belief and like the gears that grind when you hear someone say that. Like I want to challenge you to actually like just try resting without the expectation of like if I rest, I'm going to get pregnant. Like just take it down a notch and like just see if it feels good for your body because sometimes we don't even recognize in ourselves like what our body truly needs And anxiety, as I was saying before, is that way of working itself out and like your body telling you that it needs something and it needs to slow down. It needs something to be easier and to rest and recover from the anxiety that has been happening inside of you. Right. It's like doing it for yourself. And like I get like if you're on a fertility journey, like you're, you're, that's for yourself, right? If you're somebody who's training for a PR or a BQ, like you're doing that for yourself. But I mean, like literally, like I like to think of my body almost like this, like vessel that holds my soul, like my pet or like my pet I take care of, like my physical body. And I'm like, this poor physical body has been like freaking out, stressed about whatever it is. And I need to actually literally like take some time and like rest it, like make sure, like take care of this physical body that I inhabit. I don't know if that makes me sound like a weirdo, but like that's kind of like how I create that permission for myself. And I think it's so cool that you just explained like the science behind um, the, the hormonal impact, Susan. I like love learning stuff like that. But I, 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 I like love, I just love the idea that like rest is productive and that rest can look different 
for different people. And you're going to need different forms of rest kind of just depending on what phase of life you're in. So like Susan, what is working really well for you right now to help manage your anxiety? I think one of the biggest things is resting, but it's finding that balance and between like rest and for me, it's working. Um, And again, not setting ourselves up to be perfect and just like for me, it's just recognizing like when my body is feeling very anxious and feeling like it needs to have some downtime, then I will read a book for a while. Maybe I journal or maybe I just turn on the TV and watch Netflix, super obsessed with New Girl, uh, first time watcher, everyone freak out about that. Um, but like it's the, that variety of things or it's just like going for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are some of the bigger things that I'm doing to like take that mental break and to like slow things down. What about you? Yeah. So I – I feel like there's like two things that I kind of do. And I think one is the the zoom out, like looking at my overall, like how have I been lately? Like have I been in an anxious like state lately? Have I been calmer lately? And then kind of like tailoring my day-to-day depending on that. So if I'm in a more like anxious rhythm, then I kind of have to reduce my expectations of like doing work that's creative because when I'm anxious, I'm not very creative and, you know, kind of maybe doing things that are a little bit more like monotonous um, or, you know, um, doing things like that maybe I can do when I'm functioning in that anxious state. So like kind of like categorizing my work depending on like how my state of being is. And I think that's a privilege I have because I do work for myself. So I do want to acknowledge that. Um, But then my, you know, trying to keep a routine has been really um, life-changing. I'm going to use that word uh, for me for managing anxiety. And so I – find that doing meditation in the morning and I do a certain technique called havening has been really helpful for helping me to kind of calm my nervous system down each day, Um, getting some kind of movement in, whether it's a run or a walk, um, especially if I can get it outside in the sunshine. And then really, really important for me is um, reading before bed and getting away from my phone and the TV and just like sit laying in my bed with my comfy blanket and reading my book. And that just makes me really sleepy. And um, my favorite supplement right now is magnesium glycinate, which Susan actually recommended to me. And it has just been life-changing. Yeah. I'm also obsessed with that supplement. Um, and I take uh, Meg Soothe, which is a powder. I know you take a capsule, um, but – whatever the point is, that it's really, really helpful. Um, And you can kind of adjust your dose to kind of fit you where where you're at. But the idea behind it is you take it at night and it actually gives you deeper sleep. And I started taking it about six months ago and I noticed a huge difference. And then it helps to like make you more calm during the day. Would you say like that's what your experience has been like? Yeah, it's helped with sleep like majorly. Um, I started taking it when I was kind of going through a really stressful period of time. And um, I was waking up in the middle of the night, um, kind of like having anxious thoughts and feelings. And it 
when I take like the higher end of the recommended dose, um, I'm taking pure encapsulates, uh, magnesium, glycinate. And that like I, I slept through the night and I, I really think that was the biggest difference was adding the magnesium to my routine. Yeah. And, and I think just from like a science standpoint, um, cause I did do a little bit of reading on it after I like started it and I was like, holy cow, this made a huge difference. Um, and it, magnesium is one of the things that our body can really run through really fast. So we can run through the stores and not have very much stored up in our bodies. And it's hard to get the amount that you need, whether you're taking like a multivitamin or a prenatal and like eating your diet, like it's hard to get the amount that your body's running through in just what you're eating and a and like a multivitamin. So adding like that extra dose can really make a really big difference. Yeah. And I know runners deplete it faster because of the, just like the stress of running. So if you're a female runner listening to this, um, you likely could benefit from a supplement. Yeah. And I would tag onto that and say like, if you are on a fertility journey, I would also say like you'd probably benefit from this because just for how fast, like one, if your body's kind of stressed and anxious in general about everything going on, that cortisol, you're just going to run through the magnesium faster. You're going to be more depleted. And also that magnesium can really actually benefit your your fertility um, and your egg quality as well. So I would go to say that I think it's really, really beneficial if you are also on a fertility journey as well. And I'm just going to be honest, but like who would not love to get really solid good night's sleep and like wake up feeling refreshed? I know. I was like, we just think everyone should take magnesium. <laughs> we do. And obviously we you do. have to Let's check be with honest. your doctor, check and make sure you don't have any interactions with your medicines you're taking. Um, you know, we are not – prescribing magnesium, but we are big fans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. hundred percent agree. We are huge fans. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you're doing that you feel like is super beneficial? I'm trying to think what else. So like I started taking um, CBD and that journey was interesting for me because it's not a quick fix. So um, again, I was just telling you, I had that really, sh- I had a really stressful period of life happened recently. A loved one got sick. And um, I started taking CBD around that time. And I was kind of like, okay, well, this isn't working. But I I stuck with it. Um, I started – I kept taking it every day. And then when I ran out of the bottle, I upped my dose. And I felt like once I upped my dose um, and just had been consistent with taking it, I felt like I started noticing that the way I reacted to – things that were happening in my day-to-day just felt a little bit less like intense. Um, and I, I really do think that's the CBD. And, you know, it's hard to say, right, because I, I, I'm doing several things at the same time. But that was really, you know, as the dose increased um, in like mid-January, I, I felt like I was reacting less, um, like having less 
dramatic <laughs> responses to things that were happening. And I really felt like that was the CBD taking the edge off of it. So I am definitely a believer in CBD. There's a lot of research to say that, you know, it kind of helps to modify the way your brain um, kind of receives like stress signals. And that's kind of the reason why you feel a little bit chiller or calmer. And I I, I definitely think I've noticed an, an impact. And I, I mean, I, I take it every day. I'm a, I'm a big believer in CBD. Yeah, I I love hearing your story on CBD, and um, I I'm not currently taking it primarily because it, the there it, when I looked it up, there's a little bit of like not sure if you should take it like when you're pregnant kind of thing. There's not mm-hmm. enough research on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just with fertility and stuff like that, I haven't started it, but that doesn't mean I'm not willing to try it. <laughs> yeah, I I really like it. All right. I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys today. And I think our take-home points are, number one, rest. Mm -hmm. And do what feels good for your body. And that anxiety can be a sign that your body just needs more rest. And so looking at your day-to-day and what are some things that you can do to bring more calmness and more rest into your life. And number two, magnesium. (laughs) <laughs> and number three, magnesium. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but don't take mag citrate because that's not the kind that we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Mag listening, I think, is – because I was taking mag oxide for years and I thought I liked it until I discovered mag glycinate and then I was like, wait, this is the real deal. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I I feel like just remember, anxiety is not in your head. Stress is not like an excuse. It has real physiological effects. It affects your hormones. It affects your nervous system. It affects uh, the cortisol production in your body, which has a ton of cascade effects, um, real you know, impact on your health and how you feel. And it's okay to ask for help. And asking for help might mean, you know, making space in your day to have your day be a little bit more like relaxing or calm or asking your partner to cook dinner or pick up the kids or clean the house or, you know, seeing if your boss can, you know, delay your deadline at work, like get creative. Like you're worth taking five minutes right now to brainstorm how to make your schedule a little bit more amenable to you feeling good in your day to day. Stress is real. It's not, it's not in your head. And I think that was something that took me a really long time to realize. Yes. I think that's wonderful. All right, guys. Well, we hope that you found this helpful and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for joining us. If you are a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to simplejoyfulnutrition.com to grab your free guide to get started boosting your egg quality.